Welcome back to the Dark House on the Hill. This week's horror topic of conversation is the 1984, directed by Joe Dante film, Gremlins. We all have a huge history with this film because we've watched it numerous times. I Well over 20 times for me, probably. And I know as kids... This was probably on loop. It was probably Gremlins, Lost Boys, and Billy Madison, I would say, for all three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was like, that was a perfect combination of And I had Darkness. I had Goonies. Four. I had Goonies in there, too. Yeah, Goonies would be Temple, in there. Temple of Doom, Big Trouble, Little China, and uh, I can't remember what else. Matt would have Married that, Married to the Mob starring uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, it was, okay, here's, right, it's not is, a joke. Like, this a is no story. kidding. I don't know why, but this is around, like I think I was like four or five, and the movies that I watched on loop... <laughs> Were um, love at first bite. Love at first bite. Uh, if you've ever seen it, it's like a yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. It's like why? <laughs> love, I don't know why. Love at first bite. Octopussy. Okay. I married the mob. Married to the mob. Or sorry, mar- I married the mob. Sorry, I was thinking of, I married an axe murderer. <laughs> sorry, three- Mister Mister Mob. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Mob. Mister Mob. Mister Mob. It's when the mob boss has to go out. Of, has to go to work and. The, the just random guy takes over. That could be a movie. Yeah, but it was uh, married to the mob. Uh, the it was this movie called Bingo. And it was yeah. this movie about a dog. That was just his name was Bingo. And then like, under wraps, just like the song. It was a mummy video. No, that was like way later. That was a Disney. <laughs> that, was, that was. I added to the list. I, didn't even own I added that. to the list way later in my life. That. that was college. It was, when I was on, twenty years old. It was on Disney Channel. I didn't even own that movie. Whatever. But then okay, uh, we talked about it earlier too before the podcast. Uh, the Giver. Yeah, that was a video cassette that I owned that I you watched did watch a lot of. Do you remember that? Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so Gremlins. Um, so now I, we're doing Married to the Mob. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say something right away about Gremlins, and it's gonna go into our conversation. Okay, I think Gremlins Two is better than Gremlins One. I disagree. I agree, kind of. And I didn't realize. No, that's no, it's kind of agree. Oh, kind anyway. of agree, kind of not agree. First one's still good. Okay, so you like the first one better? Yeah, I like the second one better. No, oh my kind God. of, kind of sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so okay, the first one's really good. I feel like the there's a I don't want to say a pacing issue, but I feel like the first like hour is kind of like this horror film, and then the last half an hour is this fun. Gremlins get to be loose. They're terrorizing the town. There's all these jokes. It feels like a completely different movie that lasts third. Yeah. I See, think- I, I, I would disagree with you. I think it, it and I think this is, I'll agree with you that number two is better because it has a, a better pacing. Yeah. But the problem with number one is I feel like the first like 45 minutes of this movie is like a solid story and then it's just the Gremlins, and it, it, like, it sets up as a horror story. Then the Gremlins get loose and then they kind of turn cartoony. It's like right when they get into the bar. It does. It's, it's like it's like a cartoon. You're like, what the hell? I mean, if I was watching this back in '84, I'd probably been like, what the hell am I watching? Like, how come? How like why do these things like become cartoons all of a sudden? Yeah. And then they, like they go to the movie theater, still cartoony. The movie theater blows up, and then it's back to a horror movie. And then again. it's uh, what is it? Stripe trying to kill Zach Galligan with a like a knife or something or scissors? All kinds of stuff. Was, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like, but I feel like the second one took the cue from the last third of this movie and said, all right, let's make the second one the exact last half an hour of that movie. And so I feel like Gremlins 2 from the get-go is the self-parody that's having a lot of fun. It is. It's a really fun movie. And I know, and if you haven't seen it, there's a sketch. And I don't want to talk solely on Gremlins 2, but there's a sketch by Key and Peele um, where they make fun of how Gremlins 2 was created because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But I think that's what And which apparently that sketch, if you know the sketch we're talking about... Uh, Joe Dante has said that sketch isn't too far off. Oh my real god! Thing. 
Yeah, I believe he it. said he's like the writers' room was actually kind of close to that. Like I think it was who was producing it at the, who produced uh, it. I don't know. It's not Disney. Was it Disney? No. But they were saying Probably basically Warner Bros., like, right? like Rick Baker said he would. So the story is the real story is that Rick Baker would come back and do the second one, but he wanted to make a bunch of different Gremlins. I've heard this, yeah, and yeah. that's why they came up with all these. The only or, way I'm he... sorry, not come back. He didn't do the first one. He would only come in and do the second one if he gotcha. got to do his like variation of Gremlins, yeah. and that's what the writers' room is. Basically, they all came up with their own, like different <laughs> own Gremlins, and that's okay though. I mean, I know yeah. it sounds goofy, it's but fun, that's what yeah. makes the second one so damn fun. Sure. Yeah, because I feel like that's what the first one should have been. It should have been like just chaos. I think it's it's a really weird. There's horror a lot movie. of chaos in the first one. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about okay. Let's go first. Let's talk about the negatives. Of Gremlins one, my first negative for this movie: not enough Judge Reinhold. Oh I yeah, feel like he yeah. pops up, and I'm like, oh man, I forgot he was in this movie, and then he's gone. Well, also, a, there is a deleted scene too. With oh, them. I don't know this. Good. Okay, uh, at the end, because they kind of dis- him and Corey Feldman are two characters that completely disappear. Yeah. You hear Corey Feldman at the end on the radio talking to the to the the radio announcer. He's like about basically the DJ. Yeah. You know that he survived. That's how. Yeah. That's the giveaway. Um, but he kind of jumps off like the last time you see him, he's cutting gremlins off of his his uh, roof, and they're all fa- like falling off. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird because like how come he doesn't join the ride a little bit more? No, I agree. So that's but, what happened to Judge Reinhold. Yeah, and that's what happened. No, with <laughs> Judge Reinhold, Judge Reinhold goes into the bank, and that scene at the end when they're in the bank. That's when they run into him. He actually locks himself inside the vault. He like went crazy, didn't he? Yeah, he goes crazy, and the guy who owns the bank, which is the uh, the grandpa from Sixteen Candles, yeah, oh okay, ends up he died. Oh okay, and but yeah, so Judge Re- Judge Reinhold ends up going crazy and locks himself inside the vault, why, and it was why cut. They, they should have included that. Yeah, you can find it on um, the YouTube. Internet? The internet, <laughs> the internet has it, but it's just weird to watch because you're like, yeah, why did they not include this? Like, That's yeah. interesting. A lot of these characters disappear. Including characters that very obviously die that come back in the second one. What do you mean? Um, oh yeah, they're his neighbors. His I neighbors get run over. Dick, they get uh, run over and uh, Dick Miller and uh, yeah, his wife. Big Dick Miller gets <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that what called? Yeah, we caught him on what podcast? There's an episode of Cinema Cult. Oh, we caught him. It's, big our, dick it's Miller. our flashback episode yeah. from uh, Explorers. Yep, it was Big Dick Miller. That's what we, it was Explorers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely is like, hey, they just played off like he went crazy or something. But no, he very obviously dies too because they even they, they yeah. run it over the uh, the police broadcast. You hear it in the background of the police like, broadcast. Oh no, like, they oh got, my god, they, they got just... Big Dick Miller and his wife, yeah. Miss Big Dick Miller. <laughs> yeah, with the snowplow. That's yeah. exactly what they said. Like I mean, they're up against a wall and the the... yeah, they say yeah. freak snowplow accident or something like yeah. that. Was that the... Oh, was was it a snowplow he was driving? No, that was a. Uh... It's a zamboni. Yeah, yeah, zamboni. Man, it wasn't a zamboni. Is <laughs> <laughs> it zamboni? I just, he did. Dude, I totally agreed too because it sounded it sounded it sounded right. And I thought I was like, wait, that's for. It's probably the snowplow, right? It's a, is it called a snowplow? Bulldozer. Bulldozer. <laughs> rock rock hammer. It's a bulldozer. Anyway. Um, so, now, if you could change things about this movie, what would you have done differently? I feel like it's solid. I just feel like the tone shifts too much towards the end. That's mm-hmm. my biggest complaint. Zach Galligan's hair. <laughs> it needs to be shorter. It needs to be shorter. <laughs> you know what? He's somebody who looks like a freaking Chia pet. <laughs> I feel like he is somebody who should have taken off. I feel like he has a lot of charisma. And he's, I think he has star power, especially during the 80s. Like Him and, uh, what's his name, uh, from Fright Night always oh, get them mixed Brewster? up. Brewster? Yeah, Brewster. Charlie Brewster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't they take off? That's kind of... Oh. 
Zach Galligan had wax work, which I do want to cover eventually, because I think we're all big fans of wax yeah, work. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to it. I just started writing down my top 100 movies of all time. Is that up there? And wax work's like in the bottom 15. Would you put two in there? Huh? No, two's yeah. terrible. Two's fun. I haven't watched two. two I watched so bad. I watched uh, one last year. One is awesome. I've never, I'd never really seen it before that time, and yeah. uh, it, it is surprisingly violent. It's very violent, it and it's cut. Every time I've seen it, I've, it's been cut. What do you mean? Uh, like edit, the edit version? Yeah, real choppy editing where it just kind of, like, even the music cuts off. Skips and it, over. like... Okay. Yeah, Weird. every time I've ever seen it, but it's, like, insanely violent for... Oh, yeah. um, I think two is a better film. Whoa. Dude, okay. All right, you know what? We're not going to discuss this. What, two? I just go two, back and rewatch them, dude. Two is a fun Even film. they don't like two. They're like, oh. Who said that? Oh, they? Waxwork two said they well, didn't the like... The whole entire <laughs> crew of Waxwork. I'll watch it. I'll come up like with a, Like a bug in a jar. They did not like that one. Oh, are you just quoting that movie right there? Yeah, it was a theme song from it, the movie. Is it really? Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good one. I guess if I wanted to do something differently, it would probably maybe lessen the dark tone of the movie. Okay, Especially yeah. with the story about the... Phoebe Cates' dad. Oh, my yes. God. Why Man. is that story so damn dark? For a movie that's... I mean, I guess this is one of the movies that, that uh, warranted the PG-13 uh, because yeah. it got like a... This and Temple Doom. It was about to get R-8, R... Did it get panned by the MPAA or whatever? Yeah, because there's okay at this point in movie history, there was no middle middle um is either middle P- rating yeah. for PG to R. Yeah, is it PG or R? Yeah, it's either PG or R. So this came out and Temple Doom came out and in eighty four. Pol- and Poltergeist is also up there. Oh right? yeah, Poltergeist so is those one are of like them. the three that were all, like all Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, they're all Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. so they were like this is the beginning of PG thirteen right here. Yeah. So, but yeah, with the mixture of like the violence, which is all all mostly off-screen violence, plus the story that Phoebe Cates tells, which they make a funny joke about in the second one. Do they really? Yeah, she starts going off on another story, and he's like, "We don't got time for this." Oh yeah, because like, yeah. like it, it's can't awesome. it zooms in on her, and you're about to have the exact same scene. She's like, "Yeah, I remember one Christmas," and Zach's like, "Sweetie, we'll listen to it later." And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was probably uh, good on their part because that was. It's I like, mean, for a kids' movie, this is probably a kids' movie, right? Yeah, family Despite, movie. Family movie, you think? Without, I would say so. It's like a yeah. horror movie. It's really it went, okay. You know what? Then we can kind of talk about that. Who is the audience? Who is the audience for it's this? Very movie? weird. Yeah, I don't really know. It's not very. It's not for kids. I feel it's like too I feel scary like for kids. It, it's for kids if you take out the dark story that Phoebe Cates tells. Yeah, and then the science teacher getting killed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only two everyone, real everyone dark else scenes. is everyone else is mostly off-screen kills. Yeah. except for the old lady who gets who the shoots outside. Eagle. Yeah, uh, she shoots out of the house. Which that's okay, funny. this is gonna sound really stupid. But when I was younger, I always thought that was a different person. I didn't think that was the girl from the bank. Dude, I am with you. That is okay. I, I a couple years ago, I was rewatching this movie that had Sensei's kick, and I did not realize that was the same person. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, I did not know. I was like, why are they killing this old lady? Because I guess it's just like if you was... look how different she is at the beginning of the movie to where she is like in the middle. You're like, oh, she's handicapped from being when she's like on the staircase. So like, from standing yeah. to not standing. Yeah, like she's dressed differently. <laughs> that's a different person. <laughs> like it was weird. Like she just, I thought she was a different person too. That, that shows why we're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely say this is a family film, though. That was the aim for it. You throw Spielberg's name on it. I feel like this is. I just, I, it's just, it's a little too up and down. Where you're like, I don't know. Almost yeah. the cinematography is too dark too. At times, like even that bar scene, um, it's which shot. is probably the funnest scene of the movie, 
it's still a very dark looking scene. Yeah, yeah. even the Jerry Goldsmith score, which is awesome, Jerry is even actually kind of dark. Pretty incredible, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty like grim. Where like if you listen to it, it's very like it's very creepy. I was scoring, paying attention like, to this it's time. Like, yeah. Besides like the main like Gremlins theme song or whatever, everything else is mostly just kind of like ambient '80s synth synth score by Jerry yeah. Goldsmith. So it's eerie. Yeah, but it works for it. It that's why I'm kind of sad. Yeah, I think it, it works. Does it work for it or does yeah. it make it too scary? No, I think it's a very good. Yeah, I think it's, it's an awesome bit. score. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Now, if you were going to see it be remade, like every other movie, I mean, they'd be talking years now for about doing a third movie. Okay, well, so, what's the the push, what's we talk about the push well, let's and talk pull. about what's the push who would, pull? Well, I was going to say let's talk about who we would like to see remake it. Okay, um, I would think maybe a nineteen nineties Tim Burton. Yeah, would have been really cool to see this as. Oh wow, yeah, that would have been really cool. Um, I don't know. I could just see. I don't know. It'd be a completely different movie, obviously, but I think that would be really cool. I think I would love to see. Um, if it's going to be remade, because okay, the big push pull with it is, is it going to be CGI or puppets? Why well, no? But I'm talking about it has Greg, to be puppets. And like, so that's the argument. That's why like they really haven't remade it yet because they know if they do the CGI, they're going to piss off a lot of fans. But to be honest, I understand why they wouldn't do puppetry because it sounds like it would just be like a headache to do. Yeah. The person I kind of want to see remake it is Brad Bird. Nice. Just because of his Pixar background, and yeah. I think if, like this movie as a live action kind of Pixar movie would be really really cool. Do you I think it would it. actually benefit if they made a CGI version of the like a Pixar esque movie of Gremlins? I like. like your, do you mean a, like in, your Monster House? Monster House. Oh, like um, that type of movie. Yeah, I don't think it would because I think it would take away from and Gizmo you, being you, cute. I think yeah. that's the big thing too. Is like if Gizmo's not cute, this movie doesn't. You sell. have like the human characters, real life characters interacting with these fictional creatures yeah i i don't know i mean if they let's be honest if they remake this thing it's gonna be cgi yeah they're not gonna do puppetry. it's gonna it, it's gonna stink if they do that yeah and it's gonna stink if they do it it's gonna happen sooner or later this movie's you know box office gold to remake um and it's gonna be cgi i'd be okay with the cgi i mean if it's used sparingly yes yeah well i mean do you look at like okay you we really just... can't because i feel like with gremlins are kind of up front in the camera the entire time so yeah. I don't think you could if you were going to do CGI, it would be heavy CGI. I think it's yeah. doable. I think it's doable though. No, oh, I did too. Yeah, I'm okay. And here's uh, this is why I think like I, with CGI it would be doable. We all just watched Star Wars. Yeah, the Porgs. Oh yeah, that are in it. Those things are awesome. I think those things are pretty. Those are basically yeah, you know, Mogwais. Those are amazing. Yeah. So like if they do it like that, they can get away. And you can kind of tell in that in Star Wars new one that it was back and forth between CGI and uh, I think it was done pretty dang well yeah so if it's something like that i wouldn't mind that'd be fine yeah yeah sure. uh i would actually uh if you're using your 90s tim burton i'd actually use 80s john carpenter okay because he does a a great mixture of like uh keeping the villains unseen from the the human eye if you will he would make it do you think he'd make it darker then it would be dark as hell i imagined yeah. a, a gremlin's or a mogwai head with spider legs walking around uh, <laughs> you mean the second one yeah, actually, oh, yeah, he actually, yeah, did. yeah, he actually did. I imagine a okay. I imagine, imagine a mogwai stomach tearing open with teeth. There you go. So you're better. basically just reciting the thing. Yeah. No, yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. The director you chose. Yeah. Was a reference to what you just said. He also has other movies though. Yeah, but I feel like if you're gonna use, if you're gonna pick one of his movies, you're probably gonna pick the one that has creature, effects. creature, or claymation, sure. or something along those. Effects. But yeah, I think he would actually. If you're gonna stick with your dark tone, he would have been perfect for the tone. The perfect for the special effects, etc. And I think it would have been a solid choice. Even music. 
him doing the score would be great. I agree. No, I feel like if you're going to go the opposite route and go more lighthearted, I think maybe like an early 2000, well, I wouldn't say, I'd say maybe like 2005, 2006, Robert Rodriguez. Oh my God. Why are you dude. laughing at that? That's not a bad one. <laughs> because you always pick uh, either Eli Roth, you Robert Rodriguez, or Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Yeah. And then every podcast, I add a new director, and eventually you're going to name 20 directors, and you're like, hey. no name. You only pick three directors. No, who did I pick for this? I just picked, um, who did I pick for this? Who did I just Robert say? Rodriguez? No, yeah, no, you, you did. Just said it, like, I said Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Tim Burton. Still, but you still, okay, so you still ended up picking up. None of the but, it, I will, but, now I will. but if Tim Burton wasn't available, I'd get Robert Rodriguez. I will agree with you, though. This is yeah. very, like, watching this, and you're like, why is this not a Tim Burton movie? Yeah. Like, this is a total Tim Burton movie. Why is this not a Tim Burton movie? It's he's Christmas. Done, it's Creatures. Only, it's, wait, like, his borderline Christ, horror. His only Christmas movie is Edward Scissorhands, right? Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. There you go. I feel, I feel like we always forget that. And then we Dude, he's got up. Christmas in, like, a ton of his movies. Sure. Are you thinking of Snow, maybe? Just Snow. No, it's, Batman Returns is Christmas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they... Remember the lighting of the Christmas tree and yeah, all I'll the never, bats flying? I'll up? never forget. Yeah. No one <laughs> will ever forget. Beautiful night. Um, now, they are talking about making a third one. Not rebooting it, but making a third one. Um, I haven't heard anything about Zach Galligan being in it. He uh, better be. That's the thing. If you make a third one, like yeah, he's com- got to be back and complete so the does trilo- Phoebe Cates. Complete the trilogy. Yeah, just, just have it. It could be their kids. But, like, have them be in it. Like, don't, like, yeah. just be like, oh, well, they're old. No, we don't want them. But they're you know not even I mean? that like, old. That's... They're probably, what, like, maybe late 40s, early 50s? But you know how some of these, yeah. these studios yeah. work, and they're just like... We gotta, they're get, not like... we gotta get young, fresh actors. Yeah, they're not the... rising stars. Like, Give me that Johnny either. Depp fellow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah, it's either you get young actors, or you just get Johnny Depp to play that, like, a 20-year-old. Talk about, like, an actor that is just... I thought you were going to say, talk about a gorgeous man who does an age. a great man. <laughs> He's got range. Um... Talk about like an, a great actor that's just so overused. Overused for like, sure. He's... He, if he, like if he should have done it right, he should have done like Pirates of the Caribbean and did like one movie every like two years and just kind of like paced himself. Yeah. And like I heard he's in the new Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the main villain. Yeah. Like he just pops up and everybody's like, "What the hell? Like why? Like he's in everything." Yeah. Why wouldn't like, you though? If someone said, "Hey, you want to be in this multi." Billion dollar franchise, but okay. Do you want to add another billion dollars to your income? Sure. No, I don't like money. <laughs> Get out of here, loser. Yeah. <laughs> now I did hear that. Oh. Um, I think Joe Dante's coming back. Joe is Dante's, he? yeah. And I think, okay, I'm probably going to completely butcher this, but I thought Chris Columbus wrote, wrote a new treatment or something. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of talks on the internet, but I feel like nothing's ever set in stone. It's like, yeah, well, we're yeah, pushing, always we're pushing the studio. Dude, I'll tell you what, yeah. right now, we're not going to get Joe Dante as a director. We might get Spielberg as a producer. Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates will not be in it. It will not be puppets. It will be CGI. So everyone needs to stop crossing. And it will star Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone needs to stop crossing their fingers and hoping for this Gremlins sequel that's going to match up to the other two because it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the studios are going to get a hold of it and they're going to be like, no, we're going to do it our way. You say our- you say that, but then I always throw, you got an example like Mad Max. Mad Max is one that could have been completely- So Mad Max is really random. It is. It's very random. Like uh, Just having it like a sequel? Yeah, it's just a, it's a random sequel that nobody asked for. I, I asked for it. But, like, it just came Years out. Years ago, for work. Christmas. And then it, like, shocked everybody. Everyone's like, this is really awesome. Which, by the way, that movie kicks ass. Oh, that movie is awesome. so good. But I'll tell you what, that movie is, like, it's, like, at a 95 for me. And it would have had 100% if it was Mel Gibson. 
Oh yeah. Because like yeah. that's the thing, man. Like you look at that, and it's like, yeah, they were. Old, able, I old, bet yeah. you they were only basically able to do it if Mel Gibson wasn't. Because a we got to get those fresh young actors in the in the roles yeah. now. Not to say Tom Hardy doesn't do a good job. Oh yeah. yeah. But it would have just been a better movie if Mel Gibson was on top of those trucks, sure. like fighting those guys. That'd be so cool, man. Yeah, you know, I would have given the movie a hundred, and Matt just knocked it down to a ninety-five for me. Yeah, it's I mean, just that's there. always that's always the case, though, because like, I mean, I don't want to get in this conversation. <laughs> Why are you offended? <laughs> no, no, just because we're talking about Gremlins today, not Mad Max. Oh, we are. Oh, okay. Same thing okay. if they do Indiana Jones. You know, it'll be like we gotta Chris, get that Shia LaBeouf. Fucking, it'd be Chris Pratt, and they'd be like, I was actually I, gonna bring up Chris Pratt as the the new Johnny Depp, basically. Yeah, dude, he's. I think he's kind of. They burned him out, man. Yeah, I why? think people are sick of him. Wait, no, who, why are they sick of him? Guardians is making money. Jurassic Park's making exactly. money. Exactly. If you look at it though, they're all the franchises that came out within like a first year or two of him being big. Yeah. And now they're just the sequels to that. So it's not like he's like doing anything new. He tried to do something new, and nobody went to go see it. And yeah. It was that passengers um, passengers movie. Yeah. So now it's just like I know Lego Movie's about to get rebooted. I know Jurassic really? World's about to get rebooted. Guardians of the Galaxy is. So it's all these franchises he's already attached to. Yeah, so what's, so the, what's the... I'm not going to sit there and say that it's his, like... I'm saying that, like, I think people are sick of him. They're going to stop putting him stuff because yeah. they just... They oversaturated him. Yeah, I think he's... What, for two movies? I think he's going to be around for a while. Uh, So if they do make this Gremlins 3, I'd actually like to see them kind of harken back to... Uh, Big Dick Miller's uh, story that he talks about in the first movie. And please don't. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> see like some World War II action. Yeah, see these uh, gremlins and and because uh, it's like a fable, like the whole. So oh, this I've, is yeah okay. Well, I, I, okay, explain this because I kind of know what you're talking about. This was in the movie. Yeah, but they also I think it's also kind of like a real life legend. It, it or... well, it comes from a Roald Dahl book. It's like, oh, does it's it? It's like a um, it's a kids book and it's called Gremlins. Yeah, and it's about these little tiny creatures that hang out on top of airplanes, like. Like uh, World War Two planes and like dismantle them, which I guess like is basically like the Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, that's oh, a that's, Gremlin. Yeah, yeah, that 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 um, that episode of the Twilight Zone is from uh, Gremlins, or even the movie too. Features yeah. a Gremlin. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see like either a cold open or a flashback where it's like his story following him as a uh, as like a twenty year old soldier in the Air Force, or whatever, and you get to actually see him like experiencing Gremlins. That's pretty that's cool. Actually, that's Before cool the events idea. of the first movie. It would never ha- I, I feel like, okay. I, no, it like, won't happen because it's uh, it's a great idea. Well, no, because it's, it's a random thing. So people are like, oh, yeah, it's already back. But they like, talk. Actually, but it's they, about the neighbor back in the world. People are like, wait, what are you talking about? But they about? talk. It would be cool, like, throwback to oh, the I, first movie. I'm not I'm saying it sounds awesome. Yeah. I think it's really it's cool. It's a callback. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> I, I feel like this movie should have gone on the route of, like, Tremors. And you could have made so many sequels to this movie. And it could have been like now the Mogwais have this, and now this is happening. Yeah, like, you could have done infinite, so many stories. I mean, two basically opened up to infinite possibilities of exactly. What are. And you feel like I, there's got to be a reason because I know I think it made money. I don't think it did horrible, but I feel like they should have banked on it and kept going. And they just stopped. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the second one um, made forty-one million domestically. Really? So that's pretty decent Out of for how budget. Um, I don't have a budget on here, but if you think as far as inflation and stuff, I mean, that'd probably be like what? I'm missing like 70, 75 million today. Was it eighty nine ninety five? Um, wait, the movie? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Their budget was eighty nine ninety five, like Silent Night. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> but no, back. I feel like that's a pretty good hit. I feel yeah. There had to be some complications behind the studios. If yeah, it probably just trying to get a 
Yeah, I don't really know. There had to be something. But we did watch, we kind of got a pseudo um, third one with a fan film we watched right before this podcast Gremlins started. Recall? Yeah. Which is kind of the, the thing in 2017 is fan films. I mean, I don't really know of the two. Yeah, well, but I like mean, that, if you think about it, both of them made a pretty big splash. We're in an in awesome community. time for geeky, nerdy cult films because back in the '90s, people weren't making all these fan films and jokes about. Well, these... also, cameras were super expensive back in the day, dude. Well, I, okay, so if we're gonna talk about fan films, though, like one of the biggest ones that I remember, the very first fan film I ever saw was Batman versus Alien versus Predator. Oh yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that and yeah. how big it, it was? Like. Pre, it was like early internet days, and I it think, hit. And uh, it was like huge. Wasn't uh, what's his, Doogie Howser's buddy was Joker in that movie? Boner, Boner was Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boner was Joker. And he was awesome. Yeah, from Growing yeah. Pains, really good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was like the close. It was like the coolest Batman has ever looked. Like or closest that Batman has ever looked on like in a cinematic because it was before Begins, I think. Right. Oh, way be- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years, but like that was like the first fan film um, that I ever saw, and it was like, oh, this is really cool. Like. And then the one that one of the ones we brought up here on the podcast was Friday Thirteenth. I don't know if we officially talked about it. Did though. we? Fit, we have. I think it was after our our episode that we did on Friday the Thirteenth, the game. Uh, we watched the fan film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and like the fan that fan film is pretty awesome. It's awesome for for a movie that's like basically an hour long. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. The, the stuff that they're able to do with it. And now we got this Gremlins one. And both of these fan films really kind of made a big splash this year as yeah. far as the internet community went. I didn't know about it until a few minutes before recording. Been, well, that Gremlins one just came out. Okay. Uh, because it's, I think they, they planned to drop it around Christmas time. So I think it just came out this month. Makes sense. But yeah, it's been uh, getting a lot of attention. Well, I feel like it was a, the difference between this and the Friday the 13th one. The Friday the 13th one feels like almost like a full feature. Um you could have thrown in some extra scenes and that would have been a full movie. Oh, yeah. This was kind of like, this is a 10-minute um, fan film, um, Gremlins Recall, in just case we didn't say it, I think you said it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just about this, these gremlins at a diner. Um, they're just eating and just talking. Yeah. Um, it's a nice conversation. It's, it's, it's a conversational show. Kind of like what's going on right now. Yeah. It, it, it's just basically this whole gremlin scenario at a diner. Um, and it's really cool. I feel like it ended off really cool, too. Yeah, basically, like, left it open for a made sequel yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or for a studio to be like hey people are still interested yeah. in the only downside to that that movie was like the 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 gremlin uh like makeup or whatever or like the special effects yeah like weren't as good as I yeah which it's it. just it's one of those movies that the it, it falls on the effects i think it also comes down to lighting too because the lighting was too bright and so it looks the the way that gremlins look looks too flat, plasticky. I yeah. was okay with it because I feel like it just looks like different types of gremlins. That's true. I yeah. don't feel like it they, has to look like the exact. They kind of do bring that's thing. kind of the stories that like the gremlins are evolving, or they made oh a, yeah they made a drug to make them so they can't really evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. Uh, this would be a tangent question. Okay. All right. So we saw Friday Thirteenth as a fan film. We saw Gremlins as a fan film. Both huge '80s movies. What, what's going to be next? What do we want to see? What do we think is going to be next? That someone's going to make a big uh, fan film of. And hmm. Now, the cool thing with Friday 13th was they were able to get the original Tommy Jarvis. That was pretty awesome. It, right? Yep. So He's blown up between that, and he also did the voice work on the, the, the game itself. He did the voice yeah. work for Tommy Jarvis. Which they... Uh, I played it today, ironically. Oh. But 
two days ago they just set off uh, offline bots, yep. so you can play offline, nice. which was really nice. Yeah. I went on there. This is you nice. got to. This is <laughs> really like nice. This is really nice. You got to pick your map right away. There were seven different maps, or seven, I think. Yeah, seven different maps, and then you pick your Jason and how many counselors, and you go right That's into cool. it. It was really nice. neat. So, what fan films do you guys want to see as far as like eighty franchise, eighties franchises, or just? Movie like I don't know movies I know. that are I feel like almost like got lost to cult status. Got it. What do you got? Let's see the uh, the kids from Monster Squad growing up fighting monsters. Dude, those guys would totally be down. Those for guys it. are cool as shit. Yeah, and they seem like they're all about like we saw them their at history Hound with Monster Squad in March this year. Yeah, and they were awesome. Yeah, they would totally be down for doing something like that. But here's I'm gonna throw. I've already got the, I've already got the fan film written. Okay, you ready? It's what I do my Monster Squad fan fiction. Nice. Um, so they're all older and they all do separate things. And two of the guys do kids' birthday parties because everybody thinks they're, you it's know, just they're Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. It's Ghostbusters too. Everybody thinks they're hacks. They don't do anything anymore. And then the monsters come back and they got to get back together. I kind of like this idea. Yeah. Well, okay. So what monsters would be in the monster squad? Um, uh, creatures, dad, Dracula's dad. <laughs> Where are the dads? No, it would be their son. Oh, right? my bad. Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to have like an ultimate, like I would, it'd be really cool if Monster Squad fought like Jason, Freddy, um, throw in a gremlin, yeah, um, or like some like the one of those Japanese like ghosts, like the Juwan or yeah. Ring something. I see Nightmare on Elm Street getting a fan film. I also see Goonies getting a fan film, and one of their dads being like Sean Astin or gotcha. like and one then, of like, them. And has, as like, his kid runs out the door, Sean Astin's like, "Don't forget your inhaler." Yeah, nice yeah. like it would be like that, or it'd be like Corey Feldman coming out in like a gold jacket, and the angels would be around him on the front <laughs> oh porch. He's like, <laughs> like, don't forget your purple rain T-shirt. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I would say Lost Boys was a good candidate. It was weird. Okay. They made like they made sequels that were almost felt like fan films, though. Yeah, they did feel like fan films. Um, I don't know. I think there's a a good plethora of movies that we're going to see fan because that since that was big in 2017 i see a lot of fan films coming at the end of 2018 hmm. so we'll see we'll bring this back up on the podcast when another one drops well you are episode on fan made films fan fan fan, fan, fan made films fan made films all right now That's i do want to be a fan noise oh there you go nice i thought you were going to start quoting lines from uh wesley snipes the fan the fan nice yeah. nice um okay so to wrap this up my question of the week if you were a gremlin and someone had a rule about you, what oh. would that rule be? Oh, man, mine would totally do... Like, okay, I get, like, a lot of crap for this. If I sleep any over anybody's house, like, I have to have coffee in the morning. And, like, that's oh, one of those things... Everyone rips on me about it. They're like, they're like, oh, like, we have to give you coffee in the morning, don't we? And it's like, yeah, I do. I need my cup of coffee in the morning. Dude, that's, I've never I, said that before. It's a pretty solid rule. It's a human rule for me, but it, it's I, close, I feel like that's everybody, though. That's the closest I feel like, gremlin rule I have. I feel like that's everybody, though. Oh, okay, I don't like soap. <laughs> don't like soap. That's, that's not a yeah, rule. Don't, that's like a don't, normal rule. That's just kind of like... All right, all right, fine. I'll think of something. You go ahead. Don't give me pineapple pizza after 7 p.m. Don't give me lotion after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Naughty things are about to happen. <laughs> you totally missed out on that. I yeah. kind of did. I was, I was trying to think of something. Don't give me lotion after midnight. <laughs> I said naughty things will happen. <laughs> I'm laying in a, uh, like I'm laying in a dog bed, and I'm like asking for lotion. And Zach Galligan looks at the clock, and he's like, "Well, it's not midnight yet." And he <laughs> Thank you. Throws me a bottle. Thank you. <laughs> 
so weird. Lotion, 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 lotion. That's so gross, dude. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the negatives for the film with being the pacing, uh, not enough Judge Reinhold. What do you think are positives of the film that make it work? Uh, the One of the things I think that are a really good positive, and it's probably the reason this movie actually really works on a whole, is that Gizmo is so damn cute and lovable. And if you didn't have that cute level, it's probably the character you care about the most in the movie is Gizmo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because for a character, I don't want to say it's the main role of the movie because it's kind of Zach Galligan. Well, no, I won't even say Zach Galligan. Maybe Gizmo is the lead character. He's more, and you know what? He's more the lead in the second one. I feel I like. I feel like, oh, I can't remember because I watched these, actually these movies back to back. I can't remember if he's not in this movie enough or the sequel enough. Well, I, feel okay. like, I feel like in the second one, I remember him going into a vent, and he's in that vent for the entire movie. Yeah. Okay, and now I do remember that. I, I think you're right on that. Like, he's kind of hidden in the second one. I yeah. think that's it, yeah. But I think he's hidden in the first one, in the first one too, because doesn't like at a certain point, um, he's just in Zach Allegan's backpack mm-hmm. for, like, the entire movie, and then, like, he shows up at the end. Well, he's in Zach Allegan's desk drawer for, like, the entire movie, and then he shows up at the end. I feel like yeah. it's kind of the same. yeah. So they're, okay, they're, here's. A, I was gonna say they pour too much focus on the the, the bad gremlins. To well, they have forty five new gremlins introduced, so they kind of focus on Google that. AI. Yeah, Brady. I, I feel like though you're saying that with the desk comment, I think they they totally did that because it's like because he's a puppet, they need to put him around that's stuff they that the they can like. They need, yeah, they need to hide that person that's operating the puppet. Yeah, so if they remade this today and it was CGI. You could, I bet you him. he would become the main character and he'd be running around the entire movie. Oh, you mean like a full-grown gizmo, like six yeah, feet tall? I like that. The is Rock, it... it's The Rock, it's Gizmo, and he's like... <laughs> you know, it's maybe... Gizmo when they give him the steroids. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, know, like... you know what? Rethinking the Mogwai! Whole... <laughs> Rethinking the whole director. I wonder if uh, Guillermo del Toro could have some fun with this. That's actually, that's the best one so far. Thank you. Yeah, yeah seriously, that would be, that's, that's on the money. That's why I picked it. But the, you know what he would do? He'd probably do something that's like, well, he's like, the Gremlins aren't really the bad guys. The humans are the bad guys. <laughs> Why are you? This is like your favorite director. Dude, I know. But he literally has Does a storyline. He has a storyline in every one of his movies. That's true. Devil's Backbone, Kronos, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, definitely. Shape of Water. Yeah. Crimson Peak. Shape of Water. You saw Shape of Water? No, I'm going to. Oh. But I know that. No, but you know. But I drank it. <laughs> Dude, I did But my it. sister did. <laughs> No, I watched the trailer for it, and it's very obvious that Michael Shannon is the bad guy. Of course he is, because it's Michael Shannon. Yeah, he always shows up. He's just the bad guy. so angry. I don't even think they call him by his name. He's like, oh, that's the bad guy. Probably the most intimidating actor working today. Uh, The Hellboy movies? Yeah. Mm, Kind of. The Hellboy movies, actually, I take take it back. The adventure. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor in the first movie. Yeah, but he kind of becomes a good guy. Yeah, because he realizes his mistake. Yeah, they both love cigars. Is it true? Yeah. That's kind of like when they kind of like they you got light up with a match, savors the flavor. Yeah, exactly. That's, I already yeah. remember that from yeah. that. Like that's I was like if I ever like every time I smoke a cigar, which is like once in a very blue moon. You have asthma though. A very blue moon. Um, once in a blue moon, I'll smoke a cigar and be like, I always remember that when I I like light it with a match. Like you gotta smoke it with the match, savors the flavor. I don't nice. know if that's true, but Matt Matt takes his advice from movies. Nice. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, he, it's he's very cute because they could have easily turned this movie into just monsters. Yeah, you know, just a monster like movie. Gizmo like, transforms like his Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, or something. Oh, and that's what's so good about the contrast between Gizmo and the Gremlins is that it's like night and day. Yeah, you have this like cute, furry, cuddly character, and you have this greasy, 
evil looking, you know, their voices sound different. They're even down like octaves. Because Mogwais yeah. are, they're not gremlins, right? Is that what it is? It's like Mogwais are its own species. Mogwais, no, I think Mogwais are the thing as a whole, and gremlins is like a Spawns. subspecies. I see, okay. Yeah, like a pupil stage. Oh, there yeah. you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice cool. reference. Nice. Um, hey, buddy, I got a Butterfinger. You hungry? That actually that sounded kind of really good, good, didn't cool. it? Yeah. I don't know. Now I don't. I feel like I've been shitting on this movie because they talked about like the negatives that. But I think this movie is just. I, it's a classic Christmas movie. I watch it about almost every single Christmas. I think it's yeah. I've been watching it every almost like since I was a kid. Um, I own a lot of Gremlins merchandise. I don't know how. Like cool. it just come. It comes up. I buy. Did it. you My, say Gremlins merch and dice? M- you have some Gremlins merch, merch, merch like, and dice. Just a, like a some Gremlins die. Yeah. yeah. No, I think this movie's awesome. I think it's like. I, I think a lot of 80s movies are like, it's not that they're perfect, but it's like they're so close to being perfect. And I feel like this is one of those movies where it's like, damn, it's that's, so close to being perfect. That's this movie for me, because like, I didn't grow up watching it, so it's not like in my nostalgia like yeah, okay. memory bank or whatever. So uh, I don't really watch, for some reason I watched this multiple times in like the last year. Just in the last year alone, though. Really? Before that, it's probably when I was a kid. So it's, I don't really, it's not like a religion or, you know, like a, I don't watch this religiously like every Christmas. It's not like my go-to Christmas. It had been a while. Um, Okay. Like like Matt said, I feel like we've said a lot of negatives, but I do want to throw one more negative out. Because I think, I feel like the movie flows really well. It's a really good movie. Okay. The, the beginning scene in Chinatown looks really weird. Yeah. It looks really B-movie-ish. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't remember the movie looking this corny. When the movie starts off. It's weird because there's no like 20th Century Fox or Warner Brothers, and then it goes to the movie. Like the movie is like black, and then it fades out or it fades in. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fade in. Yeah, yeah fade in. It fades in, and he's like walking in Chinatown. And he's like, you know, and like it just goes right into it. It's a very bizarre cold open. It just it's it really threw me off. I think in uh, this movie is like at about like an eight or I'd say about like an eight point five out of uh, ninety six <laughs> out of a ninety two. Uh, an 8.5 out of 10 for me. And I think it's because I really do need, like, at least, like, 20 more minutes of just, like, human beings. Yeah. Like, I need, like, more Phoebe Cates with Zach Allegan. Because, yes, I actually, need yes, good the, point. I, I need mean, more of the yeah. family. I need more Corey Feldman. Man, we need more Judge Reinhold. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like... We need his redemption story because he's kind of the biggest dick in this movie. Yeah, and then he just disappears. I'll tell you what, you bring that back... Was, that's another con, by the way. I know you said less. Uh, they didn't have that much John, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, but the other con is that he's a big dick in this movie. Not he big is. Dick Miller, but yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, because Judge Reinhold shows up, and I'm like, he's always I, like the likable guy. Well, I just watched him in the Santa Claus. Okay, and he's not the most likable one. Of I mean, he's not bad in that movie, but um, I feel like he's that character that always pops up. And you're like, cool, Judge Reinhold. And yeah. He popped up in this. I remembered him being like a good guy, and then I saw him. I was like, no, not at all. No. So I feel like if you would have brought in more Judge Reinhold. Bring in Ernie Hudson, and then you have those two characters fight off the Fred Gremlins. Savage, maybe? Um, as a kid character? Okay, as the kid? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I so they like... reprise the rules from, like, vice versa? See, why, why, or, Ernie okay. Hudson was in vice versa? Maybe. Okay. You making that <laughs> joke? Was. Why isn't, like, the lead in this movie? Like, as, as much as I like Zach Galligan, don't be wrong, I like him in this a lot. How come it's not a kid? How come it's not a group of kids like yeah. with Gremlins? Well, I think it is. Like, he's I feel like, like 20, I mean, he, he's supposed to be a kid. He's like I feel like he's supposed to be old. like 16, 17 years he, old. I, 100%. Dad, I did shave. Why are you always getting on my back? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you give me for Christmas? Santa, oh, great. Did, more did Santa come last night? <laughs> I'll great more 401k stuff. <laughs> 
Dad, I will get married. Come on. These <laughs> <laughs> all great impressions. <laughs> exact dialogue from the movie. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I, okay, we've talked about the CGI practical stuff and all that. The pra- man, they still look great. I am even impressed the, um, how well they even like up. the claymation of them running down the street. <laughs> so dude, I do. I, I love it. Laughing. I love because, it. Like, Chris, me and Chris talked about us about a week ago, and the one thing he brought up that like looked like total garbage was that scene. Oh yeah, was when he's like when they're like running across. Dude, the street, and he's like, come on, dude. Like, I guys, hey, hey guys, this way. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love it because I I think I like the uh, what is it. Uh, is it Jason the Argonauts, the yeah. skeleton? I love that like animation, the claymation. I don't, I, I okay, I, have, I don't have a problem with it. I just feel like it's the only scene for me. And maybe I'm just being too picky, <laughs> but it's the only scene in the movie where it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and you're like, claymation. This wasn't used before in the movie. You know what? You know what they used? Uh, they used this gremlin prop in another movie. Do you do you know what it is? Like an actual gremlin? Yeah, they used the gremlin prop from a different movie. I don't think so. Uh, when Dick uh, Dick Jones falls out of that window in RoboCop. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That is the long What arms. the hell is that scene? It's definitely a gremlin. It is, dude. It's so weird. Like, whose idea was like? Why can't they just get him on like on they, a green, a blue screen, yeah. and just be like, how like, exactly? They you want, I know this they is off topic. I know what happened to RoboCop. So the guy, put the, <laughs> so the guy who put together the entire like clay doll for the guy who falls out the window, and he hands to the guy and he goes, "Hey, I need you this to the director. Um, we're about to shoot the scene." And the guy goes. Okay, cool. And he grabs it by the arms, and then it, stre- <laughs> it starts to stretch. He's like, "Dude, what'd you do?" And he's like, "I didn't mean to." And he's like, "We film in two minutes." Like it wasn't <laughs> like it, it didn't like settle yet, so it's still it like fresh. <laughs> Dude, it's like, <laughs> "What'd you do?" Oh, man, yeah, just Chris so Farley, "What'd you do?" <laughs> it's so bad looking. It looks like something you make out of like silly putty. It, it looks and, like, like you stab shit. it with like a pencil. You're like, oh, it's a person. Yeah, it's like a stretch Armstrong falling out the sky. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most notable scenes for me from this movie, and I feel like I get chills every time I see it, is the scene when the gremlin jumps in the pool. Oh, yeah. And it's Zach Galligan. It's that music that... It's, yeah. Like, that's it's, not music. I think that's, that's the music that I'm, plays. I think yeah. it's the sound of that's the like, gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see it. Matt's got like this ball cap or this... Uh, ball It's a he's, beanie. <laughs> he's, wearing, he's wearing a Honto bald cap. Yeah, no, I was going to say ball cap, not bald cap. <laughs> Matt wears bald caps when we record. <laughs> it keeps his head warm in, in the winter time. <laughs> but you have this whole scene where it's like this green fog coming up, and Zach Galligan in his head, you can tell he's got this look of like, oh man. And like, you just know it's about to go down. Oh yeah. And then it cuts to the claymation scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Over here. <laughs> Come on, guys, this way. <laughs> I know, okay, I know that was just like a positive and a negative, but I will say this last half an hour, after the pool scene and on, I feel like it's a stellar movie. Yeah. I feel like it's fun, because I feel like that's what the first part's kind of lacking is the fun, but it ends on such a high note, and like, the movie theater scene's amazing, like, what a cool scene. Um, the um, gizmo riding the, uh, like the, the RC, race car, yeah. Yeah, like, there's just so much yeah. comes together in this last half an hour, yeah. I absolutely love it. Dude, and then we get a total bummer ending, but like, I know, right? it's, it's a good way, it's like, it's in a good way, like, you know, because this, like, at least you feel something by the end of the movie, like, oh, this sucks. totally wasn't, like, his puppy away. No, I think it is a bummer ending, and it would have stayed a bummer ending had it not made it too. Yeah. You'd always been like, yeah, great movie, except for the end. Yeah, Because it wasn't, what, away. until seven years later they made the sequel? Was it 91? It's early, yeah. Yeah, it's early. So, it's that's a long so, yeah. time. They, Is it 90? Yeah. They definitely were not expecting a sequel out of this. 
If it took that long, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like if you didn't have that sequel, it would have been like, yeah, great movie except for the end. So sure. I think it gets kind of saved by that sequel. Yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say that we're eventually going to do Gremlins 2 um, on this podcast. Yeah, I would like to. Might as I would well. like to cover yeah. this movie. Yeah. But I think it's going to wrap it up for this movie. Uh, join us next week as we cover a brand new horror topic. It's probably on... going to be uh, 2018. Yeah. Oh, this is it, isn't so, it? So, yeah, why don't we oh, go wow. ahead and say happy holidays? Oh, actually, that reminds me because in the beginning of the new year, we I already know our first episode of the new year is going to be a kind of year in review where we discuss the best horror films of the year, um, any horror literature, just anything horror that we usually cover. Well, horror yeah. sci-fi, suspense. Um, yeah. Thrillers, chills. We're going to do like, do you guys want to do like an awards system, like program or do we want to do like just our top whatever? Just um, pick a best of what we liked and what we didn't like. Okay. Let's we'll just start, start. We'll do it live. Because there's a there's yeah, a huge chunk. It's totally gonna be that. It's been a really good year. 2017 has been a really good. It's year. It's probably been one of the best. I need for to horror. I need to step my game between now and that episode. Get some. Well, get you some got news. time because we're gonna record it here in about an hour. So oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, but thank you as always for joining us. Uh, we love doing these podcasts, and we hope you love listening to them. Uh, please rate us on any social media platforms. We really do appreciate it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time in the Dark House on the Hill. <laughs> it's like it's like instead of mad like mothers against drunk driving it's like dad it's d-a-d-d-d like <laughs> we're dad <Yeah. laughs> so stupid i know it's really dumb cut that uh, out three three it was okay rough three two one i see patrick swayze from ghost for sure uh he's a definitely candidate for the horrible monsters. joke start over again <laughs> jesus so dark. i was like i was trying to break it down like i was like oh my god like dude three two one